When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted Podcast. It's me, Adam Hunter. We got a full squad today. Jake Ellenberger and I'm T-Rex back. are here. Nanu, nanu. Hoo-doo. Jake's looking huge, man. You're, Stop uh, it. No, you're looking, looking jacked. You look, look like you're, you're, you're ready because you were fat a week ago, so it's really good. <laughs> I started hitting the gym. Really? Yeah. Nice. Well, so it was paying off. Uh, I had a good week last week. I actually I had two TV shows optioned by production companies, which nice. is, it doesn't mean that like they've sold them. It means the companies want to, but that's good. It's actually in, in like TV talk, you have to like a lot of times pitch it to a production company who then pitches it, and even getting that is a big deal because they're big companies. Is it the one that you told me about that you showed sent me a video of? Yeah, yeah, I got okay. a couple of them, which nice. is cool. And then uh, my date last Tuesday night was good. It was a, a girl that I hadn't seen since I was twenty years old, and uh, uh, actually nineteen. And so now this is like 16 years later. Um, and, uh, and now she's 20. Yes, thank you. <laughs> and uh, so we like go out and we, we, we have a good time. And like, you know, she's cool. We're having a good time. And then at the end of the night, like well, I remember when I dated her, I like never could sleep with her. I never could get her pants off. She, I could never get my pants off. I mean, it was just very, I was, I was young. I was like 19 when we dated. And it was very like, mm-hmm. uh, very innocent. And maybe I was a little... I don't know, I'm naive, and it was whatever, so at the end of the night, but I'm like, look, I can't, I can't wait another 16 years for this shit, you know, so um, I ended up just, I got a handy, I haven't got a wow. handy in a long time, but uh, it, it was- From someone else, you mean? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, normally I like paint my own nails red, and um, and like shave my arm, sometimes I'll like paint both of them in different colors, and I'm having a threesome right. down there. Yeah. So, uh, but it was it was that was it was fun. And then it was like I go, wow, this is the longest I've ever waited for a hand job. Seventeen. Because I'm not gonna wait till I'm fifty four. I'm gonna be another sixteen years. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, so that was that was a highlight. Um, and then um, I had this. Sh- I had that that show from my friend I was telling you about. So that was one of the hardest experiences in my life. My friend, yeah. my friend Randy. A uh, little backstory. I, you know, I've been coaching wrestling for 10 years at middle school. And basically, I was online looking for jobs 10 years ago. I'm like, I need a job, a part-time job. I'm like, wrestling coach. Well, I wrestled. I could do that. I go there. I started this program from scratch, which I don't know if you've ever tried to start a wrestling program at middle school from scratch. I mean, the kids thought it was like WWE. They were <laughs> right. running into the walls. There was no padding. I had to, and me, I'm like, okay, if I just teach them one really high-risk high move, I was just showing them Japanese arm throws because <laughs> I figured if they knew that, I had no idea how to teach the basics. So I had to learn. So 10 years later, we actually we won the whole thing, and I've been doing it for a long time. Well, the kids wanted to wrestle in high school, a lot of them. I would get them into it, but there was no high school program. So like, I would see them on Facebook, hey, coach, man. So I don't know if like, starting a program in a high school is fucking hell because you have to get, I had to get the parents involved and have meetings and, and for four years have to try to get, and it was like the hardest thing to convince people to have a wrestling team, which is the cheapest sport in the world. You need a mm-hmm. mat. I mean, it's, it's not like we need lacrosse sticks or a, build a fucking swimming pool. Yeah, it's not it, ice it's, hockey. It's not ice <laughs> hockey. It's a wrestling team. 
Even that, no, we have too many sports and blah, blah, blah. Maybe you could start off with a club team. So finally, they had enough kids to do it, and they did it. And um, That was at Pally. At Palisades High School. And we got this coach, this guy Randy Aguirre, who uh, is the nicest guy. And he's he was the coach over at Covina. And he goes over there, and he's a no-nonsense guy, my kind of coach, knows a million moves, wrestled for San Francisco State. And, and in four years, they win the city tournament. And, like, and they actually, which is hard to do, because wrestling, I don't know if people know, a lot of it is like, it's like you're good because your younger, your older brother did it, and then your cousin did it, and it's sort of one of those sports where you need like a, it's hard to start a program from scratch. Anyway. It is. A month ago, uh, I get a phone call from my friend Aldo. Hey, Randy uh, was feeling really sick. He had a terrible headache at the gym all week long, goes to the gym, finds out he has a, a brain tumor. And I mean, he's the 29 year old, 29 years old, 29. So then he goes and finds out he then has stage four uh, glioblastoma, which means basically it's almost, a lot of doctors say it's incurable and he's going to die. I mean, it's just one of the, and and he has Kaiser insurance and uh, he needs to raise money. So I go, all right, I'm having a show. We have a fundraiser. 300 people show up. So I I heard it was packed. I, I see Randy, man, like it was one of the hardest fucking things in the world was seeing a friend who I have never, I haven't seen in months because uh, he's lost 30 pounds. Wow. He's super weak. He's kind of slowish. And I'm just like, I mean, this is like a month ago the guy was healthy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, you know, I asked him, hey, man, how much money do you need? And, he, you know, what do you need? And he's like, well, he has Kaiser, but the insurance sucks. He's got to raise $70,000 minimum we have to, he, he needs, you know, right. for, for this, for this like experimental treatment. And so we had a show, but man, I, I actually started crying I, I mean not like bawling but i was like fuck i don't know if i, I gotta be fucking funny right now right. Uh, and then mm-hmm. on top of that i have the high school kids there that i used to coach and their parents and my act isn't exactly you know <laughs> family friendly family friendly <laughs> so it's i got this guy that i just fucking saw i got the high school kids and i'm just like anyway i ended up pulling it off and having a, a great set making him laugh and making the people laugh and but fuck man that was uh that was brutal that right. was fucking, but I'm like, but then I'm up there and I'm like, look, all that matters is, is, is like this guy laughing. That's mm-hmm. all that matters. And he's having a good time. And luckily his like, his, uh, his brother's girlfriend's sisters are all hot Mexican chicks. So I, was, girlfriend's sisters. <laughs> so I was hitting on them during the show and telling them that like they put out, I was like, you know, trying to do as much as I can to make, to be funny. But mm-hmm. that was, uh, that was really, really hard. Uh, the next night I had a show at a, uh, a deli. <laughs> uh, Saturday deli. night a deli in um in uh, Greenblatt's no it was in it was in Huntington Beach and literally I'm behind a deli counter uh, telling jokes uh, which was fucking awesome they were it was great and they were having a, <laughs> until a ten year old came and then it, it was kind of everything kind of yeah yeah and uh, I've been going to Tenth Planet still jujitsu ever since uh, you told Juliana Pena's gonna beat me I've actually been like man I think she can't beat me <laughs> I need to get my fucking shit together and. The hardest part about this jujitsu class for me is, uh, you know, I'm, I'm well gassing. I'm not exactly, I'm, you know, you, you forget. But also, I'm, I'm, t- I'm taking these guys down or I'm getting in their, their guards and then just holding them. I don't, I, once I get them down, I'm like, you don't right, know where to go from there. I have no idea what the fuck. I, I, <laughs> I'm, I'm like, because the guy at Tenth Planet, he's a really good teacher, but he's te- this guy, uh, Carlston, Jared Carlston, really good teacher, but he's teaching sweeps and how to, all this stuff, and he's like kind of high level sweeps, but I'm like, I-, I need to know what to do when I'm in a side control. Like, because I'm just holding the guy there and figuring I'm winning by points in my own head. Uh, right. Even though, so anyway, and pray. I have to learn. So, yeah, I'm, I'm basically laying, praying. I'm getting booed in the <laughs> jiu <Egyptian> class. <laughs> 
I'm like this fucking Ben Askren. Stand him up. Yeah. Stand him up. Dana White has cut me from fucking jujitsu class for being a fucking boring wrestler. So I have to learn something. Anyway, uh, Jake, how are you doing? They, they find you at during the class. <laughs> so when you actually need to up your... This is my first class. You said it was free. Yeah, I'm, I'm now. I've, I've I've been confined to Singapore. I'm in the one FC. I can only take classes in Singapore now. So, <laughs> how are you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. Had a had a a good weekend. It's it's been busy. I've been I've been doing a lot of um some some media kind of stuff. Got some exciting stuff coming up uh, next weekend for for the UFC on Fox and uh, some some exciting things coming up though. Doing well. For example. <laughs> well, I can't really. I can't really talk about. I was um, waiting for your okay, but no. Okay, actually, a cool thing. I, I met a good friend of mine who's from New York City. He came in uh, this last weekend for the for the Metamoris. Um, and I went I went and met him for dinner, and, and uh, it ended up being Randy Couture and uh, Mickey Rourke, and, and uh, it was a good time. We I got to hang out with some super cool guys. Um, nice. He's a Mickey. He's a big fight fan. You know, he's obviously he's he putting a movie together right now. Yeah. Yeah, so he, he was an interesting guy though. I'd never uh, sat down and really, really, you know, got to know him. But Mickey but, Rourke, yeah, nice, yeah, but but a good guy though, big and, fight fan. And T Rex, how was your week? It was good, man. Just uh, hung out with uh, Pablo Francisco a little bit, um, helping him write his new hour special for how Comedy was that? Central. It was cool. I mean, he, I've known him for years. Like, were you doing your act, and then that was his like, new special? Yeah, or? it was his new special. <laughs> 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 and then, uh, and then Saturday night, I did a show at John Lovett's. Um, the late show at John Lovitz, and they were and they were talking about your show the night before. Oh, what are they uh, saying? They were just saying that it was like he was like, "Yo, because it was hilarious." Because Brett Riley put this show together on Saturday night, and he's yeah. like, "Yo, man, can you come do the show on Saturday?" And I was like, "Yeah, I can go to the late show." And so I show up there, and like to get into Universal City was like there was like a million cars, and I'm like, "Oh man, this joint might be packed." I walk in the door, and as soon as you walk in the door, you can see like the first row of chairs. And yeah, there's chairs, right? And I was like, "Oh no!" And yeah. then as I turn the corner, there's literally probably twenty people in there. Well, September sixth, I'm having the next, I'm having another <laughs> fundraiser for okay. this guy because we've honestly the fundraiser we did we uh, we raised three thousand uh, dollars, which is not bad. Which is you know three grand, not bad. So now we're, so now we're up to five thousand dollars for my friend. Just gotta Randy. do twenty five more shows. And well, uh, we're gonna have a big have one a September sixth. So I want, I want I want I, I, John Lovett. So I'd love to have you on I'll the be show. There. I'll be there. I'm and uh, I'm trying to get Joe Rogan to do it. I'm trying to get Jay Moore. I'm trying to get a lot of people to do it. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm trying to get a. I, I, I'm like reaching out to P- Russell Peter. Russell just can't do it. He's in Toronto. But uh, and you know I've been hitting up a lot of fighters to retweet uh, the fundraiser stuff. Right. And um, Chris Weidman retweeted it yesterday. Beautiful. Frankie Edgar, Cub Swanson, Eddie Truck Gordon. That's the thing about these guys. About well, one of the reasons I love MMA is that these guys are such have such big hearts. Jake, you did. Um, uh, yeah, you know, you, I a lot of people go, "Hey, LeBron James, can you retweet this?" You know, good luck. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm not putting down LeBron James. I'm just saying he, it probably has to go through a lot of people. They probably don't run their own Twitter accounts. Right. But the fact that these guys do that just shows how nice and how how great these guys are. Uh, so speaking of Meta Morris, uh, we got to talk about that because that was I, I watched some of that. Uh, Josh Barnett. Uh, I think he was like paying homage to Big John Stud, uh, the wrestler, because <laughs> Big John Stud. I haven't heard that name in twenty years at least. How hilarious! He, he was he was wearing this fucking mankini and wrestling shoes. I mean, it looked like he no, had. No, he wasn't. It looked like he had, was he really? He was. It looked Come like he had on, Joseph Benavidez's shorts on. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you were there. The plum we, smuggler. Were, were people like, "What's going on with that?" Or 
It kind of. I mean, it was, you know, he took off his robe and, and it was kind of like a, it, people were cheering and <laughs> clapping and I, the kids were crying. It was weird. Kids were crying about, yeah. what, they like saw that and were crying? Like baby crying. Yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> what do you mean kids? That would be hilarious. You know? <laughs> wait, 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 babies were actually crying during this? Look, I'm, I'm not, look, oh my I'm, I'm not God. kidding. I, I, like, Come on. S- somebody on my Twitter wrote, who, who wore it better? And they put that next to Dennis Hallman's Speedo. <laughs> oh, that was, yeah. I mean, I don't know. What, <laughs> Uh, I mean, he won. Oh he he God. he beat Dean Lister, who yeah. who I guess who Dean Lister is a, an amazing jujitsu guy, which is amazing. But he did have what fifty pounds on him or eight hundred pounds on him. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. I'm sure he had a little bit. I was actually true. I was in the back for a little bit um, when Josh Barnett was warming up. Yeah. And if you've ever seen this guy warm up for a fight or a grappling match, he is a he's a he is a mean dude. Or if you ever talk to anybody who's trained with him, it's like this guy goes to like ten. It's like you know, he. I think he almost hurt a couple guys warming up in the, the training partners. You know, in his career, Paul was like, "Hey, you know, Josh, we calm down a little bit." But he's he is a competitor, man. He is a mean dude. Yeah, not a guy I'd want to train with. But. Now, everyone says this is a big win for catch wrestling, and while I don't want to, you know, basically put down how big of an accomplishment it is he. <laughs> he, he he does have a hundred. He does have a hundred pounds on him, doesn't he? I mean, doesn't he have a, at least a hundred pounds on Dean Lester? Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I don't. He just, I mean, what, what do they weigh? Do they say what they weighed in at? Or no, but, the, but it, it just seems like he's. I mean, look. I, but I, I guess Dean Lister's that good. Where if a guy is that good and a guy can can, can make him tap first time, they can sure. tap in ten years, sixteen years, sixteen actually, years. Yeah, I mean, Lister. that that is an, that is quite an accomplishment. I want to get Dean Lister on the show. By the way, I'm a big fan of Dean Lister. He's a cool guy. Uh, yeah, in his defense, though, if he lost to Josh Barnett, uh, you know, not to take any other thing away from Josh Barnett, but he was probably not just concentrating on his wrestling, <laughs> but probably trying to trying to make sure that Josh's penis didn't. Like, like, touch him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> that thing looks terrible. Didn't he win by tea bag? Was that was that the official? <laughs> it was, uh, that was that was crazy. So, so uh, yeah. So, and then and then Chael, Chael actually, I, I was doing pretty well for a while. Correct. He hit a low single. He was in, and then mm-hmm. and like and, you know, uh, I think he was bleeding at one point. He was uh, bleeding epo. Now. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm a big Chael fan, mm-hmm. but it, but it seems like at this point, you know, like I heard he was at Monday Night Raw on Monday on Monday, and I think that would be good for him to get into wrestling, mm-hmm. that because I, I feel like he's, he's kind of personality his, that, but he's sort of become now he's becoming like used to losing in, in, in some ways. Oh my god! Where he you know he he loses to granted he lost to one of the best jujitsu guys in the world. Mm-hmm. There's, there's no shame in that, mm-hmm. and 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 you know props for having the balls to do that because most guys wouldn't. At the same time, it's like, what is he gonna like challenge LeBron James in basketball? Or, you know, I mean, I, I, <laughs> right. like, as a, I, I still want to see Chael a winner, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, I kind of miss that, you know, seeing Chael a winner. And you know, at a certain point, it's like, look, if, if you're not gonna be competitive, which he was competitive, but if you're not gonna be, they're not really gonna have a chance of winning. What's the point of doing this? You know, mm-hmm. you know, the thing too about Chael is like when you can get the support of the fans, like when you can kind of get the fans to walk with you, I mean, it, it almost doesn't matter whether you win or lose. Like, he, you know what I mean? He, he has such a, a good he's following. He's champ. Exactly. It's almost like people are going to follow him whether, no matter where he competes. Really? At. Yeah, he, he's one of the guys. He is. I, okay, all right. But That's I mean, a- granted, it, it is funny. We were, I was talking to Chill afterwards, and he was like, you know, my... My first, uh, my first jujitsu match, and I go against the nine-time world champion. He's laughing. First like, <laughs> jujitsu matches against the nine. Yeah, yeah no, like, the balls he has, and I, I texted him after I go, Chael, you have the biggest balls on anybody." And and Chael wrote back, well, "Next hey, to I, Josh Barnett." Next to Josh Barnett. 
And he wrote back, hey, I, I miss you, buddy. I, I hope your friend gets better. So, I mean, that's the kind of guy Chael is. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, so there was a big, there was a secret match, too, which I was, you know, which, uh, right? Jeff Glover. Jeff Glover, mm-hmm. who's the announcer, uh, against uh, uh, another guy. I thought the secret match should have been Ariel Hawani's nose versus 120 pounds of cocaine. Oh, my uh, God. Or, um... <laughs> Or Drysdale versus a clean urine sample. Those would actually be uh, more of my reason. Now, listen, uh, it's been a crazy week for MMA. Let's get to that. Uh, crazy week. First Monday, there's a, a brawl, which we talked about a little bit. Then afterwards, uh, it was released. There was, uh, b- before the Sports Center, was the, the hot mic. Have you seen that? Mm-hmm. That they were cursing each other out. John, I love that. John Jones goes, hey, pussy, are you still there? Which I think should be a uh, ringtone at this point. Right. That would be hilarious. Yeah, it is a great ringtone. Hey, p- like you wake up, someone calls you, hey, pussy, you still there? Like, uh, tell me you wouldn't buy that ringtone. Right. So that was sort of, but that doesn't make MMA look good at all. I mean, even though it's on, it's it might hype the fight. There are people out there. When I mention UFC, they go, "Oh, I don't like that," or "It's too violent," or, mm. or you know. Have you heard of get the 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 UFC uh, the moms, moms against, against UFC? Yeah, have you heard that, about that's this? That's a big Come joke. On. It's a big joke. The moms against it, UFC. It's, it's pretty like funny. Twitter, though. It's like a Twitter account. Oh, okay. yeah. It's hilarious, and then they sign everything like the moms, right? So, <laughs> so that happens. And then Josh Grisby uh, gets arrested for beating. I guess he he trained his pit bull. Allegedly trained his pit bull to attack his girlfriend, uh, beat her up. His wife, I believe. His wife. Mm-hmm. And then some guy in Sports Illustrated puts him as a UFC fighter, Josh Grisby, to which Dana White responds, you know, he was cut two years ago. He's not in the UFC. Right. Exactly. But he, so that's, but people are still going to go UFC. People sure. don't know MMA fighter. They go UFC fighter. Exactly. It's just the way it goes. Ten, Boxing is way dirtier. Yeah. Absolutely. But boxing is sort of, in, in the US at least, a dying sport. Right. You know, unless, you know, so it's, you know, boxing is legal in New York. You know, so, <laughs> so then to make matters even worse than that, uh, War Machine oh, is now on the run. Now, <laughs> to give anybody, I'm going to give a backstory because I was trying to explain. I was on a date last night, uh, like one in the morning. I'm out with this girl, and she's like, "How was your day today?" I was like, "Well, I was making War Machine jokes." But she's like, well, who's War Machine? So, so I had to give her the backstory, which in essence. Uh, I was thinking about how fucked up this, this, all this sounds. I'm like, well, there was this. So I'll just take it from the top. I go, well, there was this guy <laughs> who's on the Ultimate Fighter, which is a show where people compete to, to, to they all live in a house and they fight each other to see who gets a contract. And his name is Josh Copenhaver, but he uh, he changed his name to War Machine because he wanted to have that as his nickname. But the WWE said, no, you, we have a guy named War Machine, so he legally changed his name to War Machine. He okay, then he gets kicked out of the UFC because he writes on MySpace, someone should put a bullet through Obama's head, or something allegedly that terrible. So then he gets kicked out of the UFC for basically being too violent. Then he becomes a male porn star. Uh, <laughs> but he gets thrown out of porn because he goes to a porn party and beats up five porn stars, uh, beats up a girl and five dudes. And I actually knew the girl that, oh uh, that like calmed him down, Nikki Hunter, which I called her the war machine whisperer because she... <laughs> So he then gets blackballed from porn. So then he goes to San Diego and he goes to this gay bar and beats up a bouncer at, at, at a gay bar. And uh, 
goes to jail, and 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 then in jail he uh, he writes this blog about how he fucks a bologna sandwich and all these crazy he, blogs. He does what? Yeah, he ended up banging a bologna sandwich in jail. That was like his thing. He had sex with a bologna sandwich. So then he he gets out of jail and gets signed by Bellator, which is a struggling organization that needed a hook or whatever. So then he goes to Bellator. And uh, and wins a fight, loses a fight. In the meantime, he starts dating this adult film star, uh, and who a name named uh, Christy Mack, who's this like very beautiful girl who's all tatted, tatted up, up yeah. and. Ends up, they ended up going on Twitter, and he starts saying how he wants to train George Zimmerman, and and then he, him and Christy Mack have this volatile relationship where you don't know if they're, they're having sex or one minute she's he's beating her, but then he's not, and and then he's writing on Twitter stuff about the Jews, all this stuff, right? So he ends up beating the living shit out of her, and to the point where she almost dies. And on, now wait, wait. He, how did he come? How did he come al- home? Allegedly, he ended up coming home. Mm. He ended up. He was living in San Diego. He, he he flew to Vegas and saw her with a guy. According to him and his Twitter feed, he was gonna give her a ring to get married. Saw her with a girl. Ends up beating the. Uh, saw her with a guy. Saw her with a guy. Ends up beating up the crap out of the guy. Then he beats up her, tries to rape her according to her, and couldn't get it all hard. And then puts her into this like pool of blood. I mean, the what? pictures are just the. It's like worse than Rihanna. There's pictures. There's pictures that she posted that are up there with Rihanna. I mean, just awful, 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 horrible shit. So, then uh, my job uh, in the in the MMA community is to sort of make jokes about the news, right? So. Uh, you know, obviously, I don't want to make a joke where the victim is Christy Mack or domestic uh, uh, or like domestic abuse victims. It's not really what I, I don't want. I don't want to do that. I, I, it's not really. But I do want to make jokes about MMA. So I start writing jokes that like like the, some of the jokes that I make were like, you know, War Machine. Uh, 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 you know, they should take War Machine and put him in a tank with a bunch of sharks and, and film it on Shark Week. You know, <laughs> since it's Shark Week, that's one of the do. Uh, War Machine is on the run from cops in Las Vegas, expecting to gas out any minute. Uh, <laughs> if War Machine plans on getting one phone call, he's going to call out Bisbing. Uh, War Machine is on the run. Word is he's on the hiding on the Bellator prelims because no one's going to see him there. You know, uh, so you know uh, they should start a uh, jail league with Lee Murray, Josh Grisby, War Machine, Mike Whitehead, Herms Franca, Reza Daddy, Call it Convicta. <laughs> That's funny. So yeah, so I'm so I'm fucking writing jokes. People are still getting coming at me. People are going, hey, you know, uh, I'm, I'm MMA roasted. Don't you have any class? And uh, you know, it's not right to make jokes about this. And like, like, who's the victim in the War Machine's the victim in every single joke, every single one. And it's like just because there's a word that in a joke that then could lead to something that is sort of controversial doesn't mean the joke's controversial. Right. It's like during the O.J. Simpson trials, uh, was Jay Leno making O.J. jokes? Were people making Chris Brown jokes during the whole that? Right. That's just that's what comedians do. How dare you talk about Rihanna like that? Life isn't funny. But my job is to make funny of things that aren't funny. That's not everything is a joke, and that's 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 my job. My job is to make jokes about things that that, that are fucked up. The world is a fucked up place. The world needs humor, and, and and these fucking people. There's now this like, this extreme uh, PC. people PC that are going around telling everyone what they're allowed to laugh at. And they're going, you can't laugh at that. That's not funny. You're not allowed to make a joke about this topic. Y- yes, you are. 
You're allowed to make any joke. And you know what, people? You're allowed to then say, to get offended. You're allowed to get offended. You're allowed to tell me that I can't tell the joke. At the same time, like, we're not babies here. We're allowed to use words that may have to deal with subjects that are terrible and make, and make light of it in a, in, a, in a way where you're not victimizing the victim. And, and, and that's, that's all I'm doing here. And people are coming at me and like, and, and now people are going, I wonder what MMA Roast is gonna say about this. Oh, MMA, and then someone says to me, oh, well you would make a cancer joke because I, because I wrote a thing saying I'm supporting my friend who has cancer. What am I gonna say? How do I defend that? Yeah, would make a cancer joke. Oh, you make cancer jokes? <laughs> like, like, right. like you put. I'm not falling into your stupid fucking trap. Number one, yeah. and number two, if there was a joke about cancer where the victim, in my opinion, wasn't about kids with cancer, I would make it. And and and, and even if and even if the victims were cancer, if it was funny enough to to where I, I could see them laughing, I would make that too. But that's not the point. Mm -hmm. And people get people are we're now in this in this like extreme ideological. Uh, system where anyway so <laughs> that being is, said too, is people are only going to hear what they want to hear and they're only going to you know take things and perceive things the way they want to so that's just they're just hearing words exactly but 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 uh, you know every people we don't need to start banning words this is, the Nazis <laughs> ban books you know <laughs> we don't need to fucking start burning books because they contain words that might deem be deemed offensive by certain people if that's the case we're all fucked mm. uh, I mean right now there are honestly a lot of people out there dying for our freedom of speech and 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 to, and to take that away from people it's basically saying fuck you to those people and I don't want to do that all right uh, that being said dog the bounty hunter tweeted uh, you're now in my world. Turn yourself in or I'm coming to get you. Oh, God. Yes. So the dog, the bounty hunter, is now looking for War Machine, which I said you yes. should put that on, on like Fight Pass. I would pay $10. <laughs> I'd pay $20 a month to uh, – yeah, so that so then he writes it. You're and now it, in my world. It, it gets even weirder. And then Dr. Drew writes a hunt for MMA uh, MMA star. So Dr. Drew then put it on it. So now Dr. And then Jenna Jameson, who then calls Dr. Drew to talk about her friend Christy Mack, which is funny, which is crazy because Jenna Jameson's ex, uh, her her new boyfriend came on our show. Oh no, her her boyfriend's ex wife ex wife was on our show. Amber Nicole Miller, uh, who uh, is is now dating Tito Ortiz. And Jenna's dating John Wood, uh, so it's. I feel like we're somehow in the middle, connected, all connected to all this. All right, so that was. Uh, that's what I had to tell her. So explaining all that to someone on a date of what you're doing is. I, I'm living in time some. <laughs> She was no. She was. I take it the day didn't go well. It right. did. No, fuck all right. you. All right, good. I'm glad. I'm just saying. You that, no, that doesn't mean that. Like, <laughs> that's a. I mean. Just for people hearing this story, that's that's just a lot to try to explain to somebody. That's wow. Yeah, but I'm, it's I'm pretty, glad for him. Well, glad. she was a comedian. Let, let alone a 19-year-old. No, she was a comedian. <laughs> so I think uh, who used to be a, a dominatrix. Uh, so <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> You're not gonna say her name? No, no. She's this comic from Texas that's like, I'm in town for a couple hours, and she's hot, and she's like, I want to meet you. So I'm like, sure. So I meet her to find out that she's like a comedian and who actually loved. It's funny because when I talk about like this, like extreme uh extreme soccer mom liberal <laughs> agenda people that are going around uh, you know banning jokes she can relate to it because she's a comic mm. and then the fact that you bring up a fighter named war machine and, and this <laughs> and that uh, she it's actually to some people it's like a fucking uh, you know terrible movie script and look War Machine, if you're out there, turn yourself in, okay? What you did was fucking awful. So I'm not trying to make light of the situation. What you did was awful. It was um, funny. I had a conversation when I was trying to explain to somebody 
a little bit of the situation. And they're like, wait, War Machine, what is that? And I'm like, no, that's his name. He changed his name. And you got to explain that. That's kind of like. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, no. So, okay. All right. So we're going to, we're going to, by the way, DJ, DJ our producer, is looking up Googling. Dominatrix comedians. That's her, yeah. Is that her? That's her. That's her. And there's a doll out right now. You guys can't see because DJ doesn't have video. But, uh, but, but yeah. So. Hold up. Was that her now? No, no, no. These are not her. I will t- I'll just tell you the girl's name in three seconds. Seconds. Anyway, right so all right, look, we're gonna we have this is a great show. We have Pat Cummings. Uh, we also are going to get to uh, the hot mic. T- talk more about that between Cormier. Yeah, and we're gonna talk more about Marina Shafir's loss, which Jake was at, uh, and we are gonna go over the fights this week. UFC Fight Night in Maine. Uh, Ryan Bader versus OSP, the main event. Bunch of people on that card that I we gotta talk about. But first, let's get to Pat Cummings, and thank you for listening so far. Our guest is uh, a guy with quite possibly the biggest balls in the world. Uh, he is—he was an all-American wrestler. He's won his last two fights. He took a fight with he's Daniel a Cormier. Champ, actually, what? National champ. He's a national champion. No, he's not. I think no, runner-up. 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 Took second in the country. Talking about. I thought you knew this guy, Jake. Uh, what happened? I just met him. <laughs> took second in the country. Uh, so Pat Cummings is with us. Pat Cummings, man, how the fuck are you, buddy? <laughs> hey, well, you know, I feel, I feel pretty good. I feel good. I'm, uh, I'm ready to get back. I'm ready to get back in into training. Now. I've kind of had like two weeks off. I'm ready, ready to get back in there. I don't know what to do if I'm not fighting. <laughs> yeah, well, a little backstory on, on, on me and Pat's relationship. So I, uh, I used to go to Legends, and uh, I remember one time there was Eddie Bravo was training this guy named Eric Bradley, who. Uh, he was just this amazing, uh, yes. amazing wrestler. I mean, I've actually I've gone up against some good wrestlers in my life. Probably Todd Beckerman being the best. I don't even know who Todd Beckerman is. He was. Uh, Todd four Becker, time. I used to. I used to, I know uh, Todd Beckerman very well. Yeah. So uh, Todd Beckerman was a four-time All-American uh, wrestler, and I went up against him at camp, and he kicked my ass. The only guy that I've ever felt <laughs> as, as helpless against was this guy named Eric Bradley, who uh, who was Pat Cummings' friend at Penn State. Now. Pat and Eric, I always wonder what the fuck happened to Eric Bradley. This guy was such an amazing wrestler. I find out he he ends up going to jail with Pat Cummings for raiding <laughs> dorm rooms. Uh, correct? This is, this is what we're talking about. Yes, we're talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, let's go. All right, so no, we're gonna start from the beginning. So 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 okay. So you 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 get out of college. You're 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 kicking ass. You then go back to Penn State. You go into a bunch of dorm rooms. You steal a bunch of shit, and you do a year in jail. Do you have the worst lawyer in the in the freaking world? <laughs> like my cousin Vinny. We, we had we did have the worst lawyer ever, but it was. It was it was in the dorm rooms. It was fraternity houses, which uh, that doesn't make it. I guess it doesn't really make it sound any better, but so um, yeah. Just to clarify the story. So you didn't actually hurt anybody. You didn't beat anybody up. You basically stole some frat boy letters and like sweaters and stuff, and had to do a year in prison. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I mean, we kind of. It was kind of a joke. I mean, we did. We we went to we didn't go to prison. We went to county county jail in like rural Pennsylvania, and they gave us they gave us work release, so we could like basically all we had to do was sleep in jail. So it was really it, it was just kind of like I don't know. Everybody just thought of it as like, man, you guys don't really need to be here, but 
this is kind of the way things worked out. So here you go. That's but that's so that, kind of that still sucks. sucks. I mean, from, it sucks still. You I mean, know, because it was like you know, my my clock was ticking. You know, I wanted to, I wanted to go go do what I wanted to do. You know, I screwed up for sure. You know, I'm willing to pay for it, but I just kind of thought that was a little. A little expensive. A little harsh. <laughs> well, it's harsh. You got guys out there who, like, murder people and do no time. You know, you got guys out there <laughs> yeah. who stab people and, you know, rape people. Just, and then you go out there and raid a couple, pull, pull a dorm room prank and have to be in a work-release thing. A guy who was second in the country in wrestling. It's just fucking nuts. It's baffling. Now, did you get? Did anybody test you in jail? Any, yeah, that was get, my next question. Any uh, fights? <laughs> nah, man. It was so, it was so relaxed. It, like... There was there was none of that. Like there was country club, that. right? I, I was I was actually in in uh, in the same place at the same time when um, Jerry Sandusky was getting all that all that whole trial was going on. So he was in the same place with me, but I never oh no I never near him. So did you get, you guys never took showers yeah. together? You and Sandusky? Yeah, we never. I, yeah, I never never had well, to. Uh, well, you went to that. well, didn't you go to Penn State? I did. Yeah. So I mean, was it like a reunion for you and Sandusky? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I was like, "Hey, bro, what's up? I don't, I don't know. We're both wrongly accused. What's up?" No. <laughs> That's crazy. I, I don't know, man. I, it was, uh, it was definitely, it was definitely a crappy experience. You know, it was like, no, I, I remember the whole time you're kind of like, you know, you just feel like, man, I, I, like I'm, I'm just getting, I'm getting treated so poorly. You know, uh, I don't know. They're like everything, like you said, it was everything was really harsh. Like it was so harsh, and. And all the people, all the people that were around me, you know, like my college coaches and everything like that, they're all, you know, they knew me really, they probably knew me the best out of anybody. And they all kind of, like, as soon as that happened, they just turned their back on me. They're like, mm, we can't have anything to do with this guy. So it was kind of, oh. it was kind of bullshit, you know, but I, I guess it, it was good. You know, I look back on it now and I'm kind of like, you know what, I'm actually kind of glad that happened because I, you know, it kind of filtered some people out of my life that I know really, you know, really don't believe in me, really don't, you know, w won't stand up for me or don't, you know, wouldn't give me a second chance and they, you know, they know who I am. So I'm kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of glad for that. And it, you know, it, it's, it's kind of shaped me into who I am. Yeah, well then, so then you get out of prison, and then you go right to mayhem. I remember you were prison. living with you were. It's li not prison, bro. <laughs> Prison's like when you do something like you kill somebody. Well, now I'm getting, I'm well, getting death row. He went to a country jail. club yeah, in Pennsylvania. In my mind, it was prison. It was, it was, it was like Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> he was playing shackles. He was playing cricket and table tennis. It was, it was, so it was, club. It was Morgan Freeman was talking about. <laughs> Pat Cummings and Eric Bradley. Wait, so okay, so then you get out, right? Now, now, then you're living with mayhem, which has got to be worse than prison, right? So, <laughs> now, I mean, at the time, at the time, it was, it was, uh, it was, it was good, you know. He was, he was showing me the ropes, and, he, and um, you know, he was, he was my buddy. He was, he was, I mean, I don't know. He, he really helped me out because I was in a spot where. Like this, you know, I want to come train and, and do everything like that, but I, I haven't, you know, I don't, I don't really have a job. I don't have much money. I just spent all my money on the worst lawyer in the world and, you know, paying fines and all this other crap. So, you know, staying in his place and just kind of like, he, I, he, I, I needed his help and he was there for me and I, I, I appreciate that. Just, you know, some things happened later on with him that were kind of 
kind of messed up. No, but, I, I, you know, I, I remember. I don't know if we're getting into that. No, I remember going to parties. I, really I, I remember going to parties at Mayhem's house, and you were there, and you're, and I'm looking at you, and you, you had this face of like. I love mayhem, but this is the most bizarre experience in my entire life. I mean, he's running around naked, and and, and, and fireworks are going off, and there's Asian women everywhere. It was, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, eventually, it got to a point where I was like, okay, like I, I can't, I can't be in this situation anymore. It's, it's you know, it's not, it's not, it's not good for me. So I, I figured, figured something else out. But you were staying with him when he was naked in, in a, a church, right? <laughs> No, you know, I left, I left like probably a week before that because I, I saw, you know, I just, I could see the writing on the wall. He was, he was just acting off, you know, he was a little, yeah. little off. No, I, so I, I remember I, seeing I, I, I ended up leaving and, and yeah, like a week later he was, he was arrested for. I think for, I saw you a week before crazy. that. I was at that party. Remember when, uh, Mayhem yeah. threw, threw candy at my dog my dog bit him in the face. And I was, yeah. and I was like sitting there. He threw candy at your dog. He threw candy at me and it hit my dog in the face. And then he comes over to my dog and he's like, "Sorry, dog." My dog bit him like three times oh and then took God. a shit in his kitchen. Uh, <laughs> nice. My dude, Danny gave your dog a bonus. I probably, listen, I probably ended up cleaning that up. Yeah. <laughs> no shit, where you eat. Pat Cummings is cleaning up the shit. But uh, but by the way, Mayhem, listening to this, I I I, I love Mayhem, and uh, I, I'm I'll, I'll be friends with Mayhem forever, and I'm and I'm sure you will, Pat. There's something about mayhem that he's got a huge heart as uh as yeah. as you know bizarre as his life gets sometimes um now uh that being yeah. said so then so now you're you're you're, you're fighting and, and and i remember at the time you were four and oh but nobody wanted to fight you uh you're kind of broke you're working at a, at a coffee house you you then call out daniel cormier uh and now that whole experience do you regret calling him out no, no, not at all. You know, I, I think, uh, I think, and I still think under 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 different circumstances, I think, uh, I still think I can win that fight. It's just, you know, it's just, it was just kind of wrong, the wrong timing. But you know what? I, I feel like I learned a lot from that situation. You know, it was, it was at, at first I was like, man, this fucking sucks. You know, I haven't lost before. This is what it feels like. Like I, I, I don't know. I don't know if I can deal with this. But then I, you know, I took I took some good out of it. I got a really really good experience. You know, not a lot of people. You know, well, no nobody has a <laughs> has that kind of experience. You know, no nobody comes from working at a coffee shop and and then you know getting a co-main event on a pay-per-view card. That just doesn't happen. So I had to take I had to take some positive from it. You know, it was. I learned what it's like to be in the spotlight, you know, do all that media, you know, just be put through the ringer in nine days time and then, and then be expected to perform. So, um, I took a lot from it and I learned a lot and I think I've been, I've been applying that to my, you know, my most recent fights and, and I think I've been, you know, I'm growing and I'm, I'm better for it. I mean, no, after now, had, was it, was it Dan's power? Have you ever been hit like uh, that hard before? You, you know, I don't know. I, I mean, it's all kind of like I didn't really, I didn't really feel feel it like that. I just kind of was just, I, I just didn't really, I just kind of lost my focus and didn't really know what was happening. So, I mean, I, I guess, I guess people would say, yeah, you probably just got hit really hard, but you know, 
My my memory of it is probably different than everyone else's. <laughs> <laughs> but like that night when you're like, okay, you're you're like by yourself. You just got beat by Daniel Cormier. You talked a lot of smack. You got all these fucking idiots on the internet ugh, yelling at you and saying shit. Are you, are you just like, man, I, I was in over my head? Or were you just like, you know what? Fuck that. I'm coming back. Did you have to give yourself that pep talk? Yeah, you know, I just had to... Well, you know, you, you second guess yourself. You know, you think... You know, you go into something like that and you think, oh, man, you know, I've never lost before. I feel like no matter what happens, I'm, I'm tougher than anybody else. I can go do this. And then, you know, you get, you get rocked and you don't, you know, in my head, I didn't think I was like, Oh, you know, I have a really good chin that, you know, nothing's going to, nothing could, nothing can face me. I'll, I'll take, I'll take a lump and whatever. I'll, I'm just going to be that guy that's tough and, and hangs in there and, and drags his fight out. But yeah, you know, it's, it, it was, it was a big surprise. And afterwards I was just kind of like, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be right. I'm not going to be myself again until I go, until I go out and win a fight and start calling my woman back up. So, and, you know, the next couple of months were rough um, until, until I was actually, you know, able to, able to get that next fight. And, um, you know, I just felt like I really, I had something to prove to myself, not, or not really anybody else, you know, all the, all the people that are, you know, online or whatever, would, you know, have their two cents and, and want to be, you know, want to piss somebody off but sure i don't care you know you can say whatever you want i'm not proving anything for those people it's 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 about me now i, give you know, you I need to i need to prove it to myself and and you know just just kind of re- reassure myself that this is this is the path i'm supposed to be taking no dude i give you a lot of credit man because uh, i know I, I know my job is to make jokes about mma and this was a perfect fucking storyline to make jokes about how you know the fight got over, <laughs> yeah. how the fight got over espresso, and um, <laughs> you know left and right, <laughs> and you know I was saying you know I was saying all this stuff at the same time I don't know anybody with the balls to call out a guy who's ranked number two or three in the world on a week notice. And then after that, I would say most people who got knocked out in one round would say, or not stopped one round would say, you know what, fuck this, to then come back and win your next two fights. So, you know, I give you a ton, a ton of admiration and respect. And I think anybody who doesn't is a fucking idiot because, uh, I mean, the, the, the balls that you have. I even said during your last fight that uh, Kyle Kingsbury said he wanted the wrong barista. <laughs> he actually called that a different barista. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, you got nothing. Yeah. To, you got you got nothing to hang your head over, man. I would I would I'm 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 actually. And by the way, so a lot of people are calling you Chael 2.0. Uh, other people now. Right. Uh, other people are you know it's funny because Ellenberger and other guys at, at like your gym, they were actually picking you against Cormier. They were saying that you have a legitimate shot based on the fact that you beast everybody at the gym. Yeah, I mean, I, I think. I, yeah, I mean, I, I think I think I've, I've proven myself in the gym, and people are just like, "Dude, when are you getting your shot?" And it, you know, it's kind of funny how you know the way it worked out. <laughs> but um, but no, I, I mean, I still uh, people people might call me crazy. You know, Daniel's challenging for a title right now, but I still think I can go. I, I think I can go in there and beat him. Like I, I truly believe that. And I, and I think you know if I have if I have a, a full camp to to work and and get myself, you know, get myself right and, and, you know, in the right place and, and, and go, 
go compete. I mean, I think I, I really think I can come out on top. And I think you know everybody probably thinks that's everybody who's listening to this is probably like, dude, this guy's out of his fucking mind. No, I mean, well, not, but, the problem too is is people just like to read fights on paper, and it's like you know, listen, like I can justify the same exact reason. Like I've I've won fights that I shouldn't have won. I've lost fights that I shouldn't have lost. It's it's all about you know opportunity and, and putting the right strategy together. It's like. You know, and yeah. people thought I was crazy when I said Robbie Lawler's a tougher fight than Johnny Hendricks. When Johnny Hendricks is a champ, it's like, okay, you can, you know, you can talk to me that I'm crazy, but there's there's more there's more ways to beat Johnny than there's Robbie. I mean, it's just styles. MMA mathematics don't always add up. Exactly. Now, are you going to get your teeth sponsored by The Gap? <laughs> I'd love, yeah, definitely. I, I'm working on that. Can you? Do you have any connections? Oh, well, I. I also have my front tooth missing. Is uh, missing also. I have a a uh, flipper, so I can uh, relate. I'm part of the uh, uh, me, you, and well, maybe uh, maybe we could be a, a package deal somehow. Absolutely. <laughs> Get a group rate. A group on. <laughs> Didn't that come out once when uh, we were? Yeah, we were I, I was going down on a chick one time, and uh, it came Please out. Tell me you're doing. No, no, it did. It didn't. <laughs> I was like, I was going down on a girl, and then, and then I just like, I, I came back up, and my tooth was gone, and I was, was like, I was like, you gotta clean your vagina, like this is fucking, it's fucking knocking my shit out. Her massive vagina swallowed your vagina. No, it just kind of, it, it kind of came loose. I could feel it coming loose, so okay, I kind of it, it got lost in the wizard oh, sleep. I could feel it coming loose, so I took it out myself while I was down there, and then came back up with no tooth missing, and I was like, the fuck happened to your vagina? And she was like, ah! Like, I, I thought she was going to... Stop, stop flexing your clip. Stop biting me. I was like, you better pee that out in an hour. Oh, my it was, God. It was crazy. Imagine if she left it in yeah. there. The next dude having sex with her pulls out his Johnson and there's oh, a tooth on it. Oh, God. <laughs> vagina NATO. I'm going to have to give that a try. Now, you're, inspired, you're inspiring me right now. Uh, no, you should definitely do that. Now, your last fight, you won the frap of the night. Uh, no. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 Pat. Uh, recently, you said that, you, yeah, that you, yeah. you called out recently, you called out Anthony Johnson and John Jones. Would you please elaborate on this? Yeah, you know, it really, it kind of got boiled out of proportion, but I'll explain it to you. I, so somebody asked me in an interview, um, you know, I said, hey, what, what do you think about, you know, you, you were on the same card as Anthony uh, Johnson. He, he put on a pretty good show, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, you know. And they said, well, how do you think you match up with him? So, I mean, I'm a, I'm a person that, you know, I'm a confident person, and I, you know, I'm like, hey, listen, I think, I think, you know, all respect to him. He's, he did a great job tonight. You know, he put away a guy that's really tough and, you know, in the first round. And, and I just said, but you know what? I still think that he's a guy that has conditioning issues. You know, even though he's at, he's at a different weight class, I still think he has conditioning issues. He's a, you know, he's a super explosive, um, dangerous guy, but I don't think he's been tested in the, you know, into the second and third rounds since he's been at 205. And, that just saying that everybody's like, oh, you call it, you know, they wrote this whole story that I'm calling out anti justice, which, I mean, <laughs> I know it's not, it's not a realistic fight. It's, you know, I'm sure in, you know, maybe in a year's time, sure, that could happen. But I'm not, I'm not expecting to go fight Anthony Johnson in my next fight. You know, everybody just, everybody just, you know, the, uh, the idiots on Twitter keep, uh, I'll always come back to me. <laughs> <laughs> what about John Jones? Did, it, did you say that you wanted to fight him? 
Oh uh, yeah, it was some some quote that he had, they asked me about some quote um, that he said about um, he said about DC. He said, "Well, listen, you you beat some washed up wrestler Dan Henderson, and then you beat some some you know bar- some guy off the street, the barista. You know these guys these guys are nothing like me." And I was like, "Okay, you know." And I, all I said was, "I'm cool with if John Jones wants to overlook me." That's great. You know, he go right ahead. But I, I feel like at some point that's going to catch up with him. And, you know, with, and I, I'll stand behind that statement, but it's not, you know, I'm yeah. not, I'm not like, Hey, I'm going to fight these guys, you oh. know, like I'm pissed off. At them. It's way, know, I don't care. It's way more fun though. When like you call out, Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> I got to say these, the, the, you know, these things make total sense, but it's so <laughs> funny when Pat Cummings calls out, oh, John yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you guys, you guys know, you guys know how the media works. You know, you say, you see, you're answering a question, and it becomes I'm making a statement of, all right, I want to, I want to fight all these guys, and whatever, you know, whatever. Right. I, I don't care. You know, people are going to think what they're going to think, and whoever, you know, whoever my next fight is, you know, shame on them. They're they're getting put in a bad spot. I like that. Shame on you for now. Now, by the way, do you <laughs> do you and Eric Bradley still talk? I did, yeah, you know, I, t- I just talked to Eric Bradley the uh, Lonzo. How's he doing? He has, I will say, well, he still has the best hair in MMA, which I don't even know. I'm not sure if he's really still, if he's still fighting or not. But um, he's good, you know. He's he told me he's a vegan now, and, <laughs> and uh, yeah, That's he's cool. really into black girls. Oh, nice. Oh. He's in the black girls. He, he had, yeah. he had him like, and Anthony Johnson should hang Anthony, out. Yeah. <laughs> they could get each other's girls. He had some <laughs> legit wrestling. Now, 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 were you teammates with uh, Phil Davis? I was, yeah. yeah. Are, you, are, are, are you and Phil he, close? I was, a couple, I was a couple years older. No, I'm not real close with Phil. I think there's kind of like, there's weird tension there, you know. Oh. Same weight class, you know, that whole thing. What's this tension about? Yeah. You know, we're, we're, there's a possibility that we could fight. I'm cool. I'm cool with it, but I think he. I think he's. he's I would little, love to uh, see that fight. It kind of weirds him out a little. Ah, you know? oh. hmm. You guys have that whole Sandusky connection, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that would be a good fight. You know, I mean, honestly, Pat, watching your last two fights and and what people talked about you, and actually everyone that has trained with you, you know, from from Mayhem to to Chael to to Jake on. You know, the people that train with you were giving you a legitimate shot against Cormier. Uh, the thing is, is that uh, your your style, which is now, it's, it's kind of, you're a grinder. You get in there, you take these guys down, you, you pound on them. Are you working on submissions or on, like, power from the top to stop these guys to make your job a little easier and get these guys out quicker? Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's kind of, that's been our focus now since, since we've regrouped after the fight is, you know, to start to... Uh, Start looking at ways, a couple more go-to ways to finish. You know, I find myself in certain situations quite a bit, and you know, I need to be able to capitalize on those. So, yeah, I've been working on some submissions. I've been been rolling around with uh, Fabricio, getting him ready for for his big fight, and you know, we're kind of we're just we're helping each other out. So, um, you know, working on that, and then I, you know, I really want to I really want to really get my stand-up game. Um, more on point, you know. I feel like it's more, it's more just a, just feeling comfortable in that in that situation than anything else. Um, 
Hey, you know, I feel like I have the tools. I'm not, you know, I don't, I don't feel like I'm awkward, Mr. Awkward striker guy, but, um, it's just, it's just, you know, I need, I need more fights and more experience and that's going to get me more comfortable. Now, when you had Schaub in your, in your, in your corner for your last fight, uh, did he mention to you that he was friends with Tim Tebow during the fight? <laughs> that he was what? Friends with Tim Tebow during the fight or was he giving you actual advice? <laughs> no, he was he was giving me actual advice. He's pretty he's pretty good. He gets a little excited um, in the corner, <laughs> but now he's uh, yeah he's, he's good to have there. I need you know I, I needed uh, I need a big body with me to to warm up with, and you know he's uh, he's a good dude. Now, he's a good training partner. Man. Now, are you getting a ton of? I know you were in jail for a year. Here we go. Are you getting a ton of Orange County puss to make up for it? <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, no, not really. Come on, none yeah. of you, none of you Orange County what? dudes are getting any. He's you like, and not Jake, a ton. you're not, not, a you're, ton, you're not getting any of, uh, of uh, Brendan Schaub's like uh, you know girls. Fall offs. You, you fall offs. I, you know, I, I, I don't really, I don't, I don't, I don't really need that in my life. That's kind of it's too much. It's like a full time job. Really? So you're not getting, just, you're not you know, getting any puss. What's that? You're not getting any tail. This is bullshit. I know. It's a full-time <laughs> job, but it's a job that's fun to punch into. I, come on. You're, you're a good-looking guy. You have no tooth. You know, you, <laughs> there's, there's, there's no way that Pat, Pat Frapp isn't fucking cleaning up. <laughs> ask, uh, ask, ask, ask Jake Elmberger. We were, we were out the other night. Oh, really? What happened? Oh, uh, Jake, what happened no, with you I, and uh, I, Pat Frapp? Did you guys Jake, hear? what happened? What happened, Jake? What happened? Which, which he probably doesn't know because he he went home he went home before I did because he was he had he had something better to do. Wow! Oh, how are you holding out on us, Jake? What? Jake? He broke the streak. This is crazy. Let me find out his virginity was a lie this whole time. Wow! I don't know if you listen to our show, Pat, but but Jake has not gotten laid for nine straight months, uh, and you're telling me <laughs> you're telling us. Hey, listen. What was his name? I don't name? know. No, I, don't know the de- I don't know the details. Yeah. I don't know this, but... Jake, who is this, I mean, who is this I'm dude? Hoping, I'm hoping he can, he can fill in the blanks there. Wait, what happened, Jake? What, oh, okay, so let's what just say it? the war machine almost killed him. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Jake. That's, wait, I'm joking. So, <laughs> so, so, Jake, what was this? We, no, I, we... Uh, I had a few friends in town, and you know we went out, and we had a we had a good time. It was you know not a, not a big deal really. It was we had a couple you not know, a big deal. We had a green tea and a coffee. So and, so, know, so Pat, on one to ten, what did this girl look like? Oh, I thought that was pretty good. She was like, I would give her, uh, I would give her high eight. High eight. Wow. Now now was she yeah. now was she a Java chip or a mocha latte or what? What exactly? <laughs> how would you describe this girl? <laughs> Yeah, she had a lot of whipped cream on top. That's all. <laughs> wow, that's dude, Jake Ellenberger hooked up with a solid eight. Wow, you, that's, high eight. That's high solid. eight. That might be considered a nine. Well, oh, well, that's good because that's what he's ranked. So, so that's, <laughs> no, no, wow, that's crazy. All right, that's, Jake, good for you. Oh, that's a, so, come on, that's not the Jake. What's the story, man? You got to get a story. Well, I some friends in town, and uh, we had a really good time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we, it was it was fun. We hung out. You know, we we went. We, sh- we shared a we shared a cappuccino. You know, that was it. It wasn't a shared. A cappuccino. I'm not sure the story you're looking for. I, I don't. Who made it. the cappuccino? Wow. 
Jake put some fucking whipped cream on those titties. Listen, listen, it's all assumption on my part. Are you saying that I'm assuming incorrectly? Now, was she a model? Was she a fighter? Was she a... What did she do? Um... Which which friend are we talking about? Oh come on, Jake, you are the no, worst. No, not a fucking, <laughs> fucking guy. Seriously, man, you can turn his hot fucking Jake Ellenberger porno into a fucking <laughs> stupid novel that nobody wants to read. Seriously, you got we have a guy, we have a witness of you getting ass. You have not gotten ass. No, no, no. Ale- he didn't say that. Allegedly. He saw me out with a female friend. Oh god. Jumping to conclusions here. The worst. Jumping to conclusions. Yeah, yeah. Jake the mayor. <laughs> the mayor. All right. Well, listen, Pat. So, all right. Who are you calling out next? Besides for the people that are online at Starbucks. No. Who um. <laughs> who, who who are you calling out next? Dave, drink us on the. Um. I just. I'm just looking. For, I'm, I just want somebody that uh, you know that, that's ranked higher than me. I just want to keep. I want to keep. Uh, that's a ninety percent of the UFC. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. Of but you know what? It's it's tough. It's tough because you know they match up guys that are. You know, both coming off wins, and so it's, I mean, there's, and, and 205 is a pretty small weight class, so. All right. I don't know. There's, there's a couple options out there, but I don't, I don't know who they're going to give me. Well, listen, whoever they give you is in trouble because you got, you got solid wrestling, you got solid this, you've, you've, you've uh, been to Rikers Island for a year, and uh, <laughs> there's nobody, I'm telling you, man, you're, you're a badass dude, and you, you, honestly, you, you, you honestly got screwed by the law, and I honestly felt terrible for you, and a lot of guys turned their back on you, you came back the hard way, you lived with mayhem, you were living in his closet, I remember, you were training every day, working at a fucking thing, and then you called out the number two guy in the fucking world, and you know what, you were you were beating him for that for a good 18 seconds so honestly like uh, you know and you won your last two fights i'm fucking i am a fucking pat cummings fan for life follow me on twitter because i always fucking hit you up on twitter you never follow me back all right i'm just listen i'll do that pat did you know who you were i was like mma roasted mma roasted Yeah, I thought I thought you were somebody from like my back in my jail days. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so okay, we're gonna. Hey, all right, so we're Pat, gonna really quick. Go did you um did you win the U.S. Open? Wasn't I, I could have sworn there was like a uh, world team U.S. Open something like that? Like how how was no this? I mean no I mean I, I won a couple couple free stuff Nothing none of the big ones. Um, I, I was on the national team a couple of times. National Nothing. team. I mean, that's... Oh, no, he's, yeah. he's, no, he's no, legit. No, oh, no, no, you're thinking of real pro wrestling. You guys remember real pro wrestling? Oh, real yes, pro. with uh, King Mo and... Yes. Those yeah, guys. I was, I was a real pro wrestling champion, believe it or not. No, all right, so... So I was right. All right, I'm going to name... I'm going to name eight guys ranked higher on you. You tell me which guy you want the most. Uh, Glover Teixeira, Anthony Johnson, Phil Davis, Hendo, Bader, Mauricio, OSP, Jimmy Manoa, Rafael Cavacante... Belfort and Little Nog. Who do you want? Wow. Um, <laughs> I like to I like to fight Jimmy Manoa. Some people, a lot of people on Twitter have been bringing him up. I think uh, I think it'd be a good matchup for me. Jimmy Manoa, number eleven. Number eleven. Put put Pat number right 11, up there. Yeah, I, I want to right put him in the top ten before uh, put in this year. I don't know if that's possible, but. Anything's possible, man. Hey, I guarantee when you were uh, when you were working at Starbucks and you were like, "I'm gonna fight Daniel Cormier next month," that wasn't possible. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> yeah. Anything's possible. Like, like I said, no whip. You never know. Back in the whip. window. Well, you well you got three fans here. We'd love to have you in studio anytime, man. You're you're a great dude. Man. And uh, where can people find you? Uh, at official Durkin, pretty much on everything. Official Durkin. So, Official Durkin. Uh, Official Durkin, yeah. OfficialDurkin.com, at Official Durkin on Twitter and Instagram, and Facebook.com slash Official Durkin. Well, thanks a lot, Pat, and uh, have a great rest of the day. Patrick. I'm honored. Always, always good to hear your voice. I'll, uh, I'll be sure to follow you on Twitter now. We'll, thanks, we'll Twitter thing. Cappuccino Cummins. Thanks, brother. Hey. Wait, what did you say? That? What? Was it? what? Those days, my, that's my past, bro. Don't forget my past. past. What did you say? The coffee bean? What was it? Oh, the the the, the bean of mean. Or yeah, you're like the bean. <laughs> you're the bean of mean. <laughs> I like it. The bean All of right. mean. Uh, All right. We'll take care, brother. Thanks, Pat. All right, guys. Later. Thanks a lot, Jake. Later. Always, always good to hear your voice. <laughs> See you, bro. All right, that was the bean right. of mean. Thanks, man. Yep. Later. The bean of mean. Pat Frapp, the bean of me. He's uh, the badass barista. <laughs> I like that guy. He, I, you, you know, know he, what? I got a lot more respect for him now that we talk to him. You know, because like he always came off as, like super cocky, and now I can tell that he's like a humble guy, and he was just trying to get hype behind the fight. Dude, when I, I met I him, like him, when I met him, he was the most humble, down, like laid back, almost like stonerish, right? Like just relaxed dude. He is. He is. He's you know he's he's really chill like really humble you know that it's kind of funny because he's he that's really not like his personality he's not a guy who's like in your face and call people out kind of guy but. so when you were watching all that hype that he was and smack that he was talking for the daniel cormier fight were you like did you know that that was like not really him were you like what is he doing yeah well you know i was or like you knew what he was doing but. yeah I, I knew what he was doing i didn't, I didn't know the backstory and right. and um you know it's it's definitely a little bit uh Go for him a little bit against the grain for sure, but uh, yeah, he's a I, good guy. I, I couldn't believe it was the same guy. I was like, man, this is not the guy that I met, like that I've talked to for like hours on end at Mayhem. So, like, it's just a yeah, just a cool it's, and you know, he's one of those guys too. Like, he's a, he's a super cool, like down to earth guy, real humble. Um, and then when you train with him, it's a different guy. It's like you sweet, he's a switch. He's not a you know, he's a kid's a killer, he really is. You should, yeah, you should come switch. down and watch him train. Uh, thank you, Pat Cummings. <clears throat> Patrick. So, uh, Jake, you said you just, you just came from Rain. Rain Training Center. Who are some of the guys you're training with over there? Um, you know, Bisbing's actually getting ready to leave his fight. I, th- I believe next couple weeks here. Um, but yeah, he's he's been he's been pretty consistent. Um, now, what is it? Wrestling class? Is it jiu-jitsu class? No, Tuesday it... sparring. So it's um, they do strictly. So they'll do striking rounds and then do MMA rounds. So you spar so. today. No, I did not spar today. Oh, you just what did you do today? I was training. Yeah, I was I was drilling, doing some stuff, some footwork. Now, have you been sparring with Bisbing? No, I haven't. Have you been rolling with Bisbing or hanging with Bisbing? No, I, I've. I mean, he's been in there when I've been. You know, I've seen him. We've talked and stuff. But I've, I've been watching him train though. He's he's a very intense individual. So who are the guys that you're training with? Um, I was training with a couple guys. Matt Lopez. Um, he's like one of the wrestling coaches. So we we do a lot. We're working on some specific stuff, more upper body. Uh, clinch kind of stuff and, and Raja shipping he's a he's a Muay Thai guy but um a great great striker I have a question I see if, are you ever rolling with someone like an unknown guy or like a, a new guy or whatever and they catch you in a submission and you tap and you're just like fuck I just tapped to a guy that like it, you know is a, a purple belt or you know something what, what you're, you're a brown belt or you mm-hmm. I'm at tap to, does that ever discourage you not really I mean you know when I go up to the Gracie Academy 
you know, I get, there's just, you get, have so many different styles of guys, guys who go for foot locks and ankle locks. And it's like, you know, you, it's just one of those things you got to check your ego. You know what I mean? You get tap, you get tap. But especially like when I go with heat on and Henner Gracie, like they're, they're like the, the, the best guys to roll with because like, if you catch them, you know, they, they, they tap, you know, they'll put you, they'll make you work, but it's always learning from, you know, how to get in this position, how to work out of it. Are they but, going hundred percent? Um, usually, yeah, it, it depends. Sometimes they'll Jesus. kind of flow. Yeah. When, when, when they do go hundred percent, it's ridiculous. It, yeah, it really is. It, blow, it blows you away. How do you think you would do Adam? I, I, I would tap <laughs> while signing up for the class. <laughs> As I was giving my $20, I, I would tap. I'd be like, uh, are you yeah. how would I do? What kind of fucking question is that? Uh, well, you know, you've been over at GoCore, you know, they, you know Oh yeah. How, how would Jake do following Billy Burr at the fucking... <laughs> Yeah, I'd do great. At the Laugh Factory. I mean, these are the best guys in the world. I'd trip up the stairs and, and headbutt the, the floor. I mean, maybe in a high school wrestling match, I would do well against these guys, but it's a different, it's a different, it's a different art form, you yeah. know? And that was the thing with Mac Danzig when I rolled with Mac. And Mac tapped me like my first class like five times in five minutes. And I was like mm -hmm. so fucking frustrated. And he's like, dude, if this is high school wrestling. You would have beaten me. You know, it's a different it's a different sure. art form. That's uh, the thing, too. You know, even when you when you train with other people, it's just like it's 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 looking at the bigger picture. You know what I mean? Like, how can I learn from it, 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 There's a difference between rolling with somebody who's trying to hurt you and somebody who's just trying to submit you. Because it's like, you know, there's a different flow. You flow, you know, I, I get caught in arm locks, chokes, triangles, whatever. Who are, who are guys trying to hurt you? Just when you go with guys who are like like real new you know they're like oh shit i'm gonna i'm gonna prove myself kind of thing like it doesn't happen very often because there's a pretty good energy at the grace academy sometimes at rain you get some new guys coming in and, they, and they'll try to you know because for me that's why i'm really selective who i train with because when you guys are just trying to hurt you then it's like all right now now i'm gonna hurt you like so you hurt them back oh yeah they're, it doesn't have like at King's MMA too. They they spar really hard and there's. So a guy comes in and goes, "I'm I'm gonna tap Jake Ellenberger," so I could tell all no, my friends that I tap Jake Ellenberger, and then you make sure they go home in like a body bag. And then, and then <laughs> William Zabka comes out of nowhere. <laughs> Put him in a body, body bag, bag. Jake. <laughs> Put him in a body bag, Virgin. <laughs> so it, it's really it's probably only happened like Virgin. a couple times, you know, in the last year, but um. It's more like when we're sparring, you know what I mean? There's kind of a rhythm, there's kind of a flow when you spar. You know, it's, again, you're not trying to just kill some. It's not a street fight, so it's like there's guys that come in and they're literally just trying to knock you out. And that's when it's like, again, I usually don't go, with, I don't spar with guys that I don't know. There was that's a guy yesterday, too. I was at 10th Planet uh, Burbank, and some guy came in, and you couldn't tell he had a tattoo that said a hundred percent on his neck, and he was really? all, and he had all he was all tatted up, and you couldn't tell if he was gonna be a badass or just the biggest poser in the fucking world because I've seen that like I've rolled with guys that have like <laughs> they're all tatted up and they have like spider tattoos on their elbows and tribal band tattoos and then they have like fear the reaper tattooed on their fucking lower crotch you know and uh, <laughs> and, and and they absolutely suck and, and you're just like and you know what you I mean, you're not happy that you're beating them but you're like man maybe you should took a lesson before you got the tats you know but <laughs> but like this guy was legit like he legitimately uh, you could he's tell good. he's been around mm -hmm. and I and I asked him I'm like hey are you a pro and he's like well I used to do I used to do it back before it was UFC when it was N, when it was uh, NBH I was like well, NHB oh NHB yeah. Uh, yeah yeah no holes barred no holes barred yeah and I was like oh wow this guy he's like yeah I, I fought in blah, 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 you know backyard fighting <laughs> league <laughs> and I was like well okay this guy seems like he's actually legit now uh, speaking of legit a girl who is legit who lost uh, her first fight that you were at Marina Shafir 
sort of a uh, kind of a shock in the MMA world because mm-hmm. you know she's a girl who was is famous. One of the reasons she's famous, she's Ronda Rousey's best friend. Uh, they they train together. They did, the, I guess, the Worlds together. They're both judo stars, and uh, and she, and she fought. You know, she she's been kind of been vocal as of late. She said that she wants to fight Cyborg in a year. She's only had one pro fight, won all her amateur fights by first round uh, armbar, and uh, and got got stopped in thirty nine seconds last week against a girl that was one and two. But who also had an, uh, a TKO victory over Jessamyn Duke? Uh, you were there. Mm-hmm. Tell us what happened. Yeah, you know, she, um, her opponent was real. She, you know, she was, she was real, kind of like, uh, kind of reckless a little bit. And and and, and all, it's it's you know, she got caught. She got caught coming in, and uh, like I said, the girl, the girl, pretty much, you know, it's just one of those things. You know, anybody can get caught. She she got caught, and and then got stopped. So. You know, unfortunately, it happens. But now, I mean, part of me thinks that this might be a, the best thing for her because a lot of times people they don't know that they can be stopped until they've been stopped. You know, it's like it's like what Pat was saying, where I thought my chin was indestructible until you get stopped, and maybe maybe Marina her next fight will be a little bit keep her hands a little higher so she doesn't get caught. You know, that's that happens sometimes. Mm-hmm. You, you know. Saying that you want to fight Cyborg after one fight is probably not the best thing. You know, you shouldn't be thinking about Cyborg after one fight. It's good to have goals, but think about the girl that you're fighting tomorrow. And I'm not saying Marina wasn't doing this. Mm-hmm. I don't know Marina. Uh, we're supposed to have her on this week. Obviously, she, she needed us some time. She said she probably wouldn't be the best guest. And look, a girl like that suffering her first loss, have all the time you want. Yeah, I mean, you, know? you know, that's just the reality. You know, we're, we're, we're competing one in... The, in the, you know, arguably the toughest sport on the planet. So it's uh, all you can do is really take take what you can in in a positive light and then move forward. I mean, like you said, you, you learn a lot more from a loss um, than a win. And I know it's kind of cliche because people say it all the time, but it's so true. Because until you get put on the you know put on the edge and uh, or you know you suffer a loss like that, you, you learn a lot about yourself. Now, no disrespect to your gym and and uh, the the guys training over at uh, over at uh, Glendale. But a lot of people are now, you know, hopping on this Edmund bashing bandwagon on the, the forums. And gra- mm-hmm. <laughs> granted, they're not at the gym with you, uh, but they're looking at, you know, your loss and Marina's loss and now Jessamine's loss and, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, other people, Manny's loss when he was with them. What, what, do, what do you have to say to those people? To those people, go fuck yourself. <laughs> That's what I would say to those people. No, but the reality is, is listen, there's, there's not a common denominator. Awesome. Like, the people always trying to find an easy excuse or a reason of, of why things happen. Guess what? In the sport, you can't, you know what I mean? Like, when Pat says, I could beat Daniel Cormier, yeah, sure, people probably aren't going to believe him, but could he? Absolutely. You know what I mean? You look at a guy like... You have to believe that. Yeah. You're going to thinking that you can't. There is, you already beat yourself. Exactly. People put all these stipulations in MMA. You know, if I train this way, if I do this, if I flip some tires, I hit. You know, I hit. I hit the freaking bag right. No. You know, there, there, there's not. Things don't work out how they should. That's just the reality of the sport. It's it's unpredictable. Well, I mean, um, I look at you and look. I look at a guy who's trained with Pat <clears throat> Miletic, mm-hmm. trained with the Cordero, Rafael Cordero, trained over at Raymond Mark Munoz. Mm-hmm. You trained over at Team Quest, and, and now you're with Edmund, and you say the guy's a good coach. Uh, like phenomenal coach. I know if I'm if I if I'm a guy who's been in all those places and you're saying the guy is a good coach, I have have to assume yeah. that you know what the hell you're talking about. Yeah, uh, the thing too is is, I mean, it, like I said, even with coaching, you know, you look at coaches that are that are really good in certain areas, and then you got guys that are well-rounded coaches, and it's like, 
everybody has good coaches. It's whatever works for you. It's whatever, you know, whoever you click with, whatever you, you know, and honestly, I can say Edmund's probably one of the best coaches I've ever seen. And, uh, you know, whether people try to, you know, put reasons and, and stuff and, and things like that, but it, it's, you know, believe what you want to believe, you know. Well, there's and, a lot of Rhonda, there's a lot of Rhonda bashing because of, uh, you know, Rhonda has the same attitude that you have. If you don't like me, go fuck yourself. And, and that's probably why she's the best in the world. Mm-hmm. Because, it, look, if you're, if, you're, if you're one of these people that, oh, well, you know, like maybe, you know. You know you, it's like, in a, I, to me, a, your, your stubbornness is kind of, in MMA and comedy, anything, you have to be stubborn. It's it just, just the way it has to go. You have to have that, 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 that. that's why people don't retire when they should. That's why Jens Pulver loses six in a row and still thinks he can fight. You know, that's just the way you have to be a stubborn oh, yeah. human being. And then the media, they're the, they're the quickest people to judge. You know what I mean? If it's like if everybody in the gym would have won their last fight, it'd be like, they'd be like, holy shit, this guy's, you know, this well, guy's and the, the best. The, and it's, the point I was trying to make also is that when you have Ronda Rousey and these girls holding up the number four as the four horsewomen, it's going to annoy a lot of people because, number one, uh, a lot of time, people would try would want to bang some of those horse women, uh, and uh, they can't. And and, uh, <laughs> uh, and there's also a certain arrogance behind it. There's a certain wrestling type thing behind it. Uh, you know, there's a certain there's a certain thing of like we're cooler than you type thing, and that's that rubs people the wrong way. Other yeah. other people think it's great. They go fuck, I go for it. look. Would I wear a four horse woman T-shirt? Probably, sure, <laughs> sure. Why not? Well, you know, would I dress up as a dancing bear and and, and, and like do their party? Absolutely. Listen, but it- <laughs> we are going to break down the big fight this Saturday night from Maine. I'm kind of upset that I'm, I'm not there. I went to high school in Maine. I would have liked. I would love to have been there. Uh, there's some good Dana fights. Dana White's from Dana White has a house in Maine. Uh, he actually I it was uh, from Boston. He, uh, he he grew up in Maine and he told me he like bought the whole block for for his, his like family, and he like showed me pictures of us, the whole block he owns in Maine. He's uh, he's very proud of that, which is awesome. Dane's boy, he's a great guy. Uh, so there's some good fighters, uh, good fights on that. Sarah McMahon is on the Fox Sports Two prelims, and uh, it's crazy that nice. Sarah McMahon's last fight was against Ronda Rousey in the uh, main event. So she went from the main event to the Fox Sports Two prelims. It's kind of a Kind of a fall from grace, but, you know, uh, the good thing about the women's division is, is that you can get right back out to the main event. <laughs> like, you can go from fight pass to the main event. And I'm, and I'm not saying, I'm not knocking, there's some great women's fight, fighters out there. Yeah, it's, it's just not as deep as, as the men, you know. It's not, it's not that, it's not that deep, it's not as, but as deep as that Kardashian. I'm excited. <laughs> so. No, I'm excited to see Sarah McMahon come back, you know. She's a, she's a competitor and obviously a, an, an Olympian in wrestling, so it'll be cool to see her, uh, see how she comes, she bounces back. Not only that, is that she's like a girl that like rescue goes to like, remember she went to like, to Sri Lanka and helps tsunami victims and and like builds houses for people and mm-hmm. she's just like this like beautiful hippie tough girl who's married to a wrestling coach and <laughs> like basically you know just doesn't shave her no, I don't know if she does that oh but but, but I'm, 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 I'm sure she does no but I'm saying she's this she's this hippie chick that uh, <laughs> that that I I I'm, I'm I'm a big fan of Sarah McMahon I uh, I I really am we should want to call her right now no so um <laughs> so she's fighting Lauren Murphy who uh, was supposed to fight Cyborg and Invicta but something happened she's eight and oh I don't really know that much about Lauren Murphy but I'm picking Sarah McMahon for this fight yeah, they don't even have her picture. <laughs> <laughs> no one knows anything about it. <laughs> yeah, she is eight. No, that's a that's a good record. So 
Yeah, that's as much as I know about her. So. All right, well, that's you know we are the experts. <laughs> that is Jake Ellenberger, the uh, somebody. Analyst. Somebody got mad at me. They're like, they're like, dude, you just pick people because you say they've been on your a friend of the show. I'm like, right. that's exactly right. <laughs> You're 100. percent So, all right, uh, Zach. Fun size. Fun size. Formiga against Josier Formiga. Who's he? Uh, I don't know, but I think he's Brazilian. Uh, he's 16 and three. He's a, he's a tough guy. Who, 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 who did he fight last, DJ? Justin Formiga. I think he lost his last fight. I believe it was to somebody no. really good. Why am I thinking he lost to... Uh, he won his last fight. Oh, uh, he won. Jorgensen. It's Scott Jorgensen. He beat Jorgensen. Lost to Benavidez. That's what oh, I was thinking about. Benavides. He got knocked out by Benavidez. Uh, he has a win over Chris Carioso. Uh, who's there. Who's fighting, his, uh, who's fighting for the title. And he lost to Dotson. I, I remember Dotson beating him. Mm-hmm. Uh, that being said, I like fun size for this fight. Me too. Yeah, you know, I, I've I've seen uh, Mikulski fight a few times. That he's a stud. He is. I've seen him. I've seen him train as well. Like like he's a he's a tough dude. I I, I would say he's uh he's gonna win this fight. I, I think he's more skilled too. Yeah, he's a nice guy, and he's actually he's he's the underdog probably going. He's he's the ninth ranked. Uh, he's ranked number nine. Where Josiah Formiga is ranked number six. Which I don't understand that, but okay. Yeah, well, because Makovsky's like has I think one UFC win, one or two, one or two. I think he has two UFC wins, but he was in Bellator uh, as of recent. He got dropped by Bellator. I don't know why you would drop this guy, but uh, he lost a couple controversial decisions. He's got two UFC wins against uh, oh, Sampo. Josh, and Sampo's good as well. I've trained with Josh Sampo. Um, He's great on the ground, great jiu-jitsu guy. Really? Yeah, and and uh, that and I knew we knew that was going to be a tough fight going into it, but. Uh, yeah, those are those are two big wins right there. Yeah, Jordan. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, uh, who else do we have on this card? Uh, Al, we'll, we'll skip to uh, Alan uh, Alan Jobin against Seth Bozinski. Uh Funny th- story about Alan Jobin. I used to live in Hollywood, and but they I'm opened a- up this MMA gym called Legends, which I walked over across the street, and it was a pretty cool. It was like, at the time, it was owned by, it was Boz Rutten or Randy, Randy Couture, Couture right. uh, who's actually on gym rescue right now, Randy Couture, <laughs> and people are wondering if he's going to rescue Extreme Couture. Since, um, Hilarious. <laughs> a lot of people are asking that, actually. He should, he should, he should also be on a, uh, uh, the show, uh, what's that, Marriage Counseling or whatever, because he's got some issues there. Relationship Rescue. Uh, yeah, Relationship, or what, what, what did that show on VH1? Uh it's like, what is it? What's that show on VH1 where the the relationship, the celebrity divorce or something or something, uh, celebrity counseling? Anyway, so all right, <laughs> I, I go to I go to this gym and uh, there's no one in there really except for Alan and one other guy. And Alan's like, hey, you want to do some wrestling? So I go outside and there's a, there's like a cage outside. People can driving traffic can see people wrestling in this mini cage, yeah. right, at the time. And I go there with Alan. It's like on the sidewalk in the front of the gym. The sidewalk right? in front of the gym. Yeah. So people can walk past and it's like you're like, walk around this cage and be like, who are these idiots <laughs> fighting? Right. And, and me and Alan go and uh, and we were doing, we were just doing wrestling and Alan, a strong guy, uh, he's now a brown belt, but he, he, he had no wrestling. I mean, none. Uh, he never wrestled before, so I was doing well against him because I, obviously against any. But he's like, hey, you know, I'm a, 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 I'm a model and this and that. And wait, he's a model. He's a model, good looking guy, a guy. I'm telling you, this dude. Did you get a chub when you trained? He's with like, him he's, he's a married guy. <laughs> this dude can pull tail. 
I mean, ridiculously <laughs> pull, pull tail. This dude is a, a, a fucking stud, right? I think he's married now, which is a shame because he's 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 not getting the chicks that he could. So, anyways, yeah, that that guy. So he's been training for like six years. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, if you look up, he's coming on the show next week. By the way, he wants to. He 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 agreed to come in. He only has 600 followers on Twitter. He needs to raise his stakes. He's a model, but uh, he's a badass dude. He's a badass dude, and. I'm actually really proud of this guy because in six years from going with no grappling experience, uh-huh. no wrestling, to making the UFC. It, that's, yeah, that's a success. A huge success. That's and great. he, I think he was like seven and one. He lost to Eddie, um, to Team Rock Biggie, to Mike Biggie Rhodes. Uh-huh. Uh, his last fight, if you look up, yeah, he has a gun in one. And we're looking up, by the way, I know you can't see, but we're looking up Alan Juban <laughs> pictures. And some of them are really, really funny, which is why we're laughing. Go to the pistol. Because some of them look very uh, uh, suspect. Uh, they, look, they look very effeminate, but that's okay. I mean, you're a model. I guess you're supposed to look, you have that, what's that called when you, you look kind of uh, and, and, androgynous, sort of like, sort of that, that like Calvin um, Klein esque model? Funny money? Is that the. Yeah, the so that's Alex. <laughs> This is right here. But Alan Juban, I'm telling you, the guy looks ripped. This is nuts are basically hanging out. There. <laughs> yeah, this is oh, the guy no. fighting. There's one fight oh, he's no. in a. There's one he's in a thong. Go, there's go one that's scroll, a little ridiculous. Yeah, DJ, go up a little bit, please. All right. Yeah, right there. Oh, okay. So we're, we're you know what? Oh I think we're, I think we're gonna post wow. some of Alan's pictures. The bikini. He's wearing a bikini in one of them. <laughs> yeah. So this is the guy fighting. Kind of, if he comes to weigh-ins like that, then I really, I really wish we had a video camera uh, on this show right now because you guys would be laughing your asses off as opposed to hearing our producer giggle in the background and not know why. Why can't they put the picture of him in the bikini again across he, he, the show? <laughs> <laughs> He's wearing a bikini in one of them. But his last fight, if you look up, Alan, Alan Juban, Dennis Holman. No, no, no. His, no, his, Josh his, Barnett. Dude, his last fight, he did this thing, uh, like on like Bloodsport, where the guy. You ever see like uh, on Bloodsport when he kicks the guy, Van Dam kicks the guy eight times in the face, but like not mm-hmm. moving, but his foot's. In the, he he pulled that off in his last fight. Look up Alan Juban karate kick Bloodsport, Bloodsport. Uh, I'm telling you, this guy's got serious. Uh, he's got serious striking, and I really hope he wins. He right here, yeah, there we go. Alan Juban lands John Claude Van Dam. Look at his last fight. He, if you look up, Alan Juban lands John Claude Van Dam kicks at RFA 15, which which we're gonna post. And this guy's coming in next week. I really hope he wins because it's gonna be awkward if he comes and he gets killed. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it, like won't be the first. Oh, yeah, like he actually keeps his. Yeah, knee look, up there. look, one. That that's pretty cool, right? Wow. <laughs> right? I, great footage. I mean, Jake, isn't, isn't, isn't that pretty cool, though? No, that's cool. Yeah, I have never seen that before. That's, uh, <laughs> no, that's you, cool. Will you describe what ha- what's happening? Since you're yeah, the, yeah. Well, okay, yeah, he's, he's basically throwing a, uh, a roundhouse kick, and he's staying on one leg to where his, like his knee is still in the air, and he's flicking this, this kick. It's, it's, I've never seen that before. Pretty but ba- the movie, yeah, that's it's cool. It's pretty badass, right? That's cool. And does it hurt, or is this annoying? That it's like kind of slapping. <laughs> I, <laughs> it's like kind of annoying. I don't know. It does, I can't tell. <laughs> I hope he pulls that off in this fight. So anyway, he's fighting Seth Bozinski, the Polish Pistola, uh, who's, uh, Seth Bozinski is a, a badass fighter. Mm-hmm. It's a tough fight for, the, for your first fight in the UFC. Oh, yeah. Who are you picking? 
That's a tough fight. I'm going to go with Seth Basinski. Yeah, I'm going with Seth also. Is that based on the, the Balkini well, pick? Yeah. I, I think, um, <laughs> yeah, the, 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 no, the, the picture had no uh, determining factor on my decision, but <laughs> no I think merit. that... I think Seth's had more experience, you know, and he's he's probably a little bit more well-rounded. I I actually posted on Twitter. I'm really f- proud of my friend Alan. You know, a guy who had no grappling, no wrestling experience uh, six years ago is now in the UFC, and he wrote back, "I still have no grappling <laughs> wrestling experience." <laughs> <laughs> so the guy's funny as hell, and, he, and he's a he's now he's a, a brown belt under Eddie Bravo. Nice. So, uh, I'm rooting for Allen, and I'm picking Allen. I don't know why. I have no idea why I'm picking him. Not based on my grappling with him. Otherwise, I'd pick Seth in three seconds. But that was six years ago. The guy oh, worked yeah. his ass six off. Six years ago. Is it based on the fact that he's coming in next week? No, I don't. Based on the fact that he's my friend. <laughs> but he's a brown belt, you said. He's a brown that's, belt. Yeah, that's he's legit. Great. He's, got, got, he's got great striking. Good. And uh, any guy who can get, who's a ghost from being a model... <clears throat> To, to being getting as much pussy as this guy got to getting married and becoming a fighter is fucking stupid and, and, and is going to and is going to, and is going to win this is a maniac why would you do that God yeah. gave you uh, the uh, body and looks and you're giving it up to fight Seth Wazinski in Maine okay you're gonna win this fight now uh, Brad Tavares versus Tim the Barbarian Bosch Brad Tavares uh, Tim's ranked 14 Brad is not ranked. I like this fight a lot. I do. Tim's, he's fought some great guys. He's fought, uh, let's see, Hector Lombard. He's fought Mark Munoz. He's, he's fought some of the best guys in the division. I think extremely tough, durable guy. Um, and I think it's going to be a good test for, for Tavares as well. Uh, who are you picking? Oh, Give me a second. We'll come back to this. I'm not sure. I like Brad Tavares in this fight. Uh, I like Tim Bosch a lot. Uh, he's the barbarian. I, I, I wrote a joke that he's so white that Melvin Galar tried to snort him. Um, <laughs> M- M- Melvin didn't like that. Yeah, Melvin. <laughs> but now we're, now we're, we're cool. Unfollow. Uh, Unfollow. No, he, no, no, he actually followed me after that. Oh, really? And I wrote him. I go, hey, man, I'm really sorry. I didn't mean to offend you. He goes, no, we cool. You good. So I was like, all right, that's good. Um, yeah, with that accent on the keyboard or what? That's how I, that's <laughs> how I read it, actually. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I look, I like Tavares Brad a lot is too. younger, a, a, a lot less damage. Tim is... Tim is uh, I, my my mic went out or my, my headphones went out. Tim is a uh, oh I got it. He's Tim is a uh, four time state champion from Maine. I think he might be the only one of the only four time state champions from Maine. Uh, and the fight is in Maine, and a lot of people have his back. I just think that he's taking way too much damage. And his last fight, he got uh, his last fight. I, I remember him be getting getting murdered. I forgot who it was. Was it by Yoel Romero? Who was it by Romero? Was it was it Yoel who, who butchered him? I'm not sure. But somebody just. Just, I think it was, uh, he, he uh, oh no, he, he lost, Luke to, Rockhold. He, Luke Rockhold beat him real quick with a very quick submission. He didn't, he didn't take that much damage. He, he, he beat C.B. Dalloway in a fight that I thought he lost, but then before that, um, he lost to, uh, what's his name? I just saw it. The DJ, bring him back, please. You're the best. Uh, he, he does have a win over Lombard. Mark Munoz. Yeah, Lombard. Uh, in Dalloway. Costa Phillip who stopped him. Uh, Mark Munoz just uh, almost killed him. It looked like his last win was over Lombard, but that was that was three years ago, and that was two years ago. But it was also kind of a boring fight where it was sort of uh, he won technically, but it wasn't really like a very physical fight. It wasn't that much damage being. I think I think he basically. I, I, th- I thought he lost the Dalloway fight, so uh, he's zero three in his last three fights, in my opinion, and I think he loses this fight too. Uh, hmm. 
So, um, let's go. Who? Jake. Oh, yeah, Jake. Oh, yeah, Jake. Go who you picking, Jake? Oh, I, you know what? I, I am going to go with Brad Tavares. Yeah, that's I think a he's decision a, here. He's, you know, he, he's extremely athletic. I've, I've trained with him before quite a bit. He, he's a really cool guy, but uh, an skilled guy. I think he's uh, he's going to be a little bit quicker to the punch. Well, so when, I, when you say I train with him, you train stand-up, you spar with him, wrestling, karate, um, what do you do? Yeah, grappling. We've trained together at Drysdale's gym. Um, we've trained in Vegas before. Yeah, we've 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 done striking together too. But yeah, he's he's a tough. He, he keeps he's progressively getting better too. You know, you can you can tell when guys are really putting in the work, and it's instead of just like, oh, I lost my last fight, I'm just gonna hang out until my next one. It's like you know, he he's progressively getting better. Speaking of Drysdale's gym, what do you think about Drysdale failing his second drug test? Um, which means that he's actually is is the first time uh, he's actually failed more tests than he's had fights. Because I think the first, the first, the first test he actually couldn't fight because of it, and now he right. failed the second one. So he's failed two drug tests and only had one fight. Um, Wait, was his testosterone too high? His testosterone was too high once again. Okay. Um, I mean, the guy could submit everything but a clean urine sample. Uh, oh my god! I'm a I'm a Drysdale fan. Yeah. I met the guy. Couldn't have been cooler. Yeah. Uh, great teacher, amazing jujitsu artist. Why is he? taking so much testosterone what's going on I, you know i don't know man i really don't know um i what i what i do know he's a phenomenal coach he's he's one of the you know a great guy and one of the best coaches in when it comes to grappling and, and jiu-jitsu and uh just, a, just an all-around great guy he's one of my favorite people actually but uh do you, you think know, it's a matter of a guy like drysdale who what he's a, a what five fifth degree black what type of black belt is he he's some kind of uh yeah he's like a i think like five or six time world champ but i i I don't know what. Okay, so he's a five or six time world champion, uh-huh. right? In jujitsu, but doesn't really, you know, have the rest of the game down packed. Let's let's. I don't know. Let's see. Does the striking he did, isn't focused on whatever has not been. Jujitsu has been his primarily thing. He's got the name Drysdale. He's got all this, you know, all the accolades. So he goes into MMA, and is there an e- is it an ego thing where he's like, man, I. I'm not, it's not. I'm not going into jujitsu against these guys. I'm going MMA. I have to make sure that I win to protect my brand and my name. So that's one of the reasons I'm going to give myself an extra advantage when he doesn't that, necessarily that need it. In his favor. Is it sort of? Uh, I don't think so. You know, because he he is. He's extremely skilled. He, he's wrestling is great. His grappling is phenomenal. I mean, he and he's been working diligently on his striking too. So I, I don't think that's a. You know, I, I really couldn't. You know, I can't tell you why. You know, I can't. I can't give you a good answer. But I don't think it's because he feels like he needs an advantage. No. You think maybe he just his girlfriend's mad. His want a humper, so he just loads up in testosterone <laughs> and gets gets popped. I, I couldn't tell you. All right. Thanks. Okay. Now, the next fight: Gray Maynard, Gray the Bully Maynard. Versus Ross, the real deal, Pearson. Uh, interesting matchup. Good fight. Ugh. I like this fight. I'm going with Ross Pearson. Yeah. I, you know, I like I like both guys a lot, and that's why you guys like to to make me be an asshole and put me on the spot with friends. <laughs> but hey, it's okay. Hey, we're getting you ready for this for this Fox thing. You guys, I know. You know <laughs> is that what you're gonna say? You guys are being an asshole, putting me on the spot? Is no, that no. But I can say that on here, so it's cool. Right, okay. <laughs> But no, I I am gonna go with with Ross Pearson. I think he's uh he keeps he's another guy who's progressively getting better. He's uh you know I don't know if you, if you follow him on Instagram or, or Twitter, you can see like he's how much he's posting of where and how much he's training. I mean the guy's the guy literally he lives in the gym. Um, his speed is ridiculous. Yeah, and he's a hitter. He's got a lot of power. Yeah. So his uh, girlfriend go. is so smoking hot. 
Christy Jane McKeon. She's a UFC ring girl from Australia. Oh, God. And uh, we had her on the show. And, oh, that's the girl that we had on the, like... We had two ring girls on the okay. show. One of them from was Australia, her. though. Yeah, and I'm, I, I think there might be some tension there. I'm not going to I'm not, I'm not <laughs> talk shit, but it's, it's pretty funny. Um, tension? What do you mean? I don't know. It just seems like a lot of the... Australian ring girls and British ones that I meet, like they're there's not much of a lot of camaraderie amongst them. I don't know, maybe because it's there's, they want to be the girl. It's a yeah, big, a little competition there. Oh but anyway, so this is Ross Yo, Pearson. That's her. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Ross Pearson's girlfriend. Oh my God. Christy McKeon is gorgeous. Oh my God. And that's why I want him to lose. Uh, I'm not gonna. No, no. <laughs> no. no he's actually uh, he's actually uh, follows me on Twitter. Seems like a really yeah, nice guy. Cool, real cool dude. Super cool guy. He and writes. she and she follows me on Twitter too. Uh, and that's why I had her on the show, and I he was so excited. Too. That's why I like him. Oh, you like he writes oh, motor. Yeah. Look, Gray Maynard. I've hung out with him. Another nice guy. I feel like if he loses this fight, he should kind of hang, hang it, up it up because his kind of l- hanging up or hanging up. Hang it up. <laughs> I, you know, Gray Maynard is one of the, another guy, amazing wrestler. I think he was a four-time state champ. He was a, uh, or he was up there. He was an all-American wrestling. But I his think last he was a three-time all-American at Michigan. Three-time all-American. State. He was yeah, he was roommates with, with uh, Rashad Rashad. Evans. Very guy, really hard on himself. But uh, his last two fights loses to Nate Diaz, gets stopped early, loses to TJ Grant, both first-round losses. Uh, the clay the clay fight was it was a. Uh, I think that was a weird fight, was, right? That was, yeah, it was really Clay strange. ran. Clay was just running around the cage the whole So game. he's been stopped his last three out of four fights. He got mm-hmm. stopped by Frankie Edgar. I think it was one of those things where those Edgar fights aged him Dude, overnight. I, I, that, yeah, I was going to say, those probably took a hell of a lot out of him. Those were amazing fights. I, their, their last fight, um, Frankie Edgar and Gray Maynard, I was sitting next to his girlfriend and his dad. Um, I was there, too. And, and, and it she was, just burst into tears. Yeah, it was. Yeah. But it, it was. It was a great fight. Like he was. He was doing really well. Like I, I was like, man, this. This might be the fight. This might be the one because, I think it was in the fourth round or something when when he got caught. But, man, it was a. It was a great fight. I could, you could even say he could have been winning the fight. But oh, he was winning the fight. He yeah. almost. He, it was almost stopped in the fight. I know. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. The, it was almost stopped. Like <laughs> he had Frankie. He Frankie was hurt bad. I was like, they they could have stopped. That was the in fight. Houston, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I watched that fight too, and I had money on Maynard. I like, couldn't. My buddy Joey Joey Vegas working Maynard's corner. <laughs> Joey Vegas. I couldn't believe that Frankie <laughs> actually survived that. Oh man. He was. Yeah, I think cool. that was the joke. That was the, the fight that like said that he comes from behind more than uh, Anderson Cooper. <laughs> oh and, my and then, god. And then and then. And then <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, this fight, oh man, it's hard to pick a winner. If I had to pick a winner, I would pick Ross Pearson based on just being fresher. I think Maynard in his prime beats Ross Pearson in his prime. But I just feel like Maynard's past his prime. And I hate to say that. And Taking I hope, too much damage. And I hope I'm wrong. I really do hope I'm well, wrong. you've been wrong before. And I've been, so. I'm, I'm, I'm wrong daily. So <laughs> I'm, I'm, like, I'm like right in between the fact that I'm wrong. So um, now the main event, OSP <clears throat> versus Ryan Darth Bader. <laughs> Worst pun. What? Like Master Darth Bader? Bader. Like ma- Darth Bader. Darth yeah, Bader. Master Bader would yeah, be better. Yeah. This is, uh, you know, Ryan Bader is one of these guys that when he was on the, I predicted him winning the Ultimate Fighter. When he, when he knocked out Vinny Magalish in the finals, I, I thought that I called that. He's had a, a very up-and-down career. You know, mm-hmm. losing to Tito Ortiz, you, you know pissed, you know that still pisses off Dana White. <laughs> uh, and then going and beating Rampage Jackson. Uh, I think, can we click on uh, Ryan Bader? 
uh, his last fight, he he's one of these dudes that 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 whole um, I think he trains at Ameri- a team takedown, right? He's a team takedown guy. No, he's in Arizona. Arizona. Arizona Combat. ACS. You know, uh, Aaron Simpson, CB Dalloway. You know, beating Calvagante, beating Anthony Parash, losing to Glover in a, a fight that he was winning. Uh, Machida. Beating the janitor, killing the janitor, <laughs> losing to Leoto in a fight that I thought I was at that wait, fight. Wait, he killed the janitor. Yeah, the Matyushenko. Matt I got you. Yeah, yeah. He I think you mean he was at a, like a middle school and killed it. <laughs> Yeah, no, he was in UHF and, and killed Michael Richards' character, the janitor. No one's going to get that. All right, so, yeah, he's one of these guys that's just been so up and down, you know, beating Little Nog. Uh, will he show up? OSP, can we click on him for a sec? Oh. I, I like OSP in this fight. Really? OSP, yeah. I think he college football player, strong guy. Is he a Montreal guy? No, no, you don't know. No, no. I always think that too, but he's Excuse not. Me, no. he, he's from guy. Knoxville. He, he was like a stud football player, got huge legs. Uh, he, uh, he he beat Ryan Gimo his last fight, uh, the robot. He's on a huge winning streak. I, I remember him when he was in, when he was in uh, in uh, Strike Force beating. He's on a one, two, three, four, five fight. He's on a huge winning streak. Sure. And he's a tough dude. His last loss was to Gegard Musasi. Was to Musasi, which is you know. That's nothing to, a top guy, to feel, sure. feel bad about. I'm going to go with Ryan Bader on this fight. I think both guys, it's a big test for uh, for, for OSP, but I think, um, you know, Ryan, he's, he's really kind of getting in a, in a group. He, he, you've, seen, you've seen his competition. You've seen who he's, who he's fought and who he's beat. Um, you know, I'm going to give the edge to, to Bader. I think if Bader f- fights smart, which is just wrestling, 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 you know, uh, he's, he's an all-American all- for ASU. I think he's got better wrestling than OSP. If he fights smart, he can win this fight. If he stands there and plays rock'em sock'em and just trades five punches with OSP, he's going to get knocked out again. Um, <laughs> that being said, a lot of white people in Maine. No, I'm kidding. No. Um, <laughs> a lot of, uh, that being said, I think Bader wins this fight. T-Rex, who do you like? I like OSP. Yep. Why? Why? Because he's black. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm just a fan of his style. I'm a fan of, fan of Ryan Bader, too. I got to hang out with him in uh, Toronto uh, a few years back. But OSP, I, I, he's been on a tear, and I don't see it ending anytime sure. soon. Yeah, all right. So, okay. All right. So that's- Wait a minute. Hold the phone. This round's, or this fight is five rounds, not three. So the other question you got to say is, can Ryan Bader go five rounds? Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? That's the gas that's- tank. Can OSP go five rounds? I agree. Well, I you know, they've got these uh, tendons in their legs. <laughs> they got, they got fast twitch muscles, right? Fast twitch muscles that help them, uh, you know. What is a fast twitch muscle? What Anyway, what is that? A fast twitch muscle? Yeah. Well, you, well, everybody has, I mean, it's, let's not get into physiology right now. It's, <laughs> I have a no twitch muscle. <laughs> <laughs> I have a, I have a, a, a the only a, twitch muscle I have is after I have an orgasm and a girl touches my wiener. <laughs> I have a speed walking mom at the mall muscle. <laughs> speed walking mom. <laughs> That's the muscle. You know those at the mall, those right. fucking ladies that come and speed walk. Six o'clock in the morning. Yeah, the, those are the muscles I have. The speed walking mom muscle. <laughs> so yeah, well, anyway, we got to wrap up this show. Uh, and uh, thank you to Patrick Cummings for coming on the show. Cappuccino Cummings. He's uh, he's a great dude. I'm the sure. bean of mean. The bean of mean. I like that. The bean of mean. 
That's it. That's it. I'd like to be a mean. Yeah. That, it's either mm-hmm. that or it sounds like he a doesn't flick the bean. A very angry, <laughs> bean. a very angry vagina. You know? <laughs> <laughs> the bean of mean. <laughs> so thanks, DJ. Thank, thank you, Fox Sports. DJ Shrope. DJ Shrope. Uh, okay. So uh, this week. Uh, I'm going to where am I going to be? I'm going to be at a Flappers Comedy Club on oh, Thursday. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm Thursday a, we're night. on that same show. Thursday night for uh, what's Rick, his name? Rick Martinez's, Rick Mar- Martinez's birthday. Uh, m- monthly birthday. What's that? Uh, What's that? Yeah, it's Thursday. Thursday night, and then uh, <laughs> Wednesday I'm at the Ha Ha. Saturday I'm in Sage LA. in Whittier, yeah. Burbank, and then uh, at the end of August I'm going to be at the Comedy uh, in, in uh, Louisville. I'm at the Louisville mm-hmm. uh, doing comedy in Louisville. Going AdamHunter.com. <laughs> you said there's going to be another uh, another fundraiser on the September sixth, six Saturday night for my friend Randy, Randy Aguirre. I'm there. Uh, and uh, please, I if you see me, tweet out the link. Please, I, I, you know, it's great that everyone retweets it, but please give money too, uh, yeah. because we, you, you, you can't pay medical bills with retweets. Uh, <laughs> so please, even if it's like twenty bucks or fifty bucks, just give something because. Uh, you know, it, it sucks. Mm-hmm. And 29 years old to have fucking brain cancer, you got to be kidding me. Yeah, you know? that's terrible. And, and the, guy's a, the guy's a super nice guy who makes a difference. He's a teacher yeah. and a wrestling coach. Not that if he wasn't a nice guy, it would be okay to get cancer, but, but still, I mean, it just right. sucks that this happens to him. So, uh, MMA Roasted, at Adam Comedian. Thank you, DJ. Thanks, Jake. Thanks, T-Rex. Thank Take you, care. man. Hold on, I want to dedicate this show to Robin Williams. Got to say that. All right, thanks. Thanks. <laughs> Robin Williams, man. Robin nothing. Williams died. That, yeah. That just came out of nowhere. No, yeah, that's ter- a terrible, terrible thing. This show's I dedicated. I love that, dude. Yeah, that, that's awful thing. All right, <laughs> take care. Bye-bye. <laughs> Jake didn't even get to say goodbye. Oh, Jake. Oh. No, it's, fuck you guys. I'm out. I'm not coming back either. No, no I'm kidding. It's cool. <laughs>